I woke up one morning just completely blind in my right eye and had no idea what was going on. Disruns Radio, episode 986, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, don't look now, but fall might actually be in the air. At least, at least that's the rumor down here in Florida. Maybe it actually is fall in your neck of the woods right now. And uh, you know what better what better time to get some new gear? Maybe a new hat, maybe a, a, a long sleeve shirt, maybe a little uh, three quarter zip or half zip or whatever whatever the length of the zip is. Some leggings, whatever. You know, something a little bit warmer, right? Coming out of the winter, er, out of the winter. Goodness, going into the winter, but coming out of the summer. Maybe a good time to uh, to to get a you know treat yourself, treat yourself with something a little bit warmer uh, and and looks good, stylish, comfortable, all the things. And Head Sweats has pretty much got you covered north of the socks. They don't have socks yet over at Head Sweats. It's not feet sweats. It's Head Sweats, but it's also you know all the things from from shorts to to leggings to you know light some some like I said some some half zip jackets, some long sleeve uh, you know tech tech clothes. Uh, whatever you might need. And of course, hats, they've got you covered there. And uh, we've got you covered with a discount code and uh, an affiliate link. So if you use the affiliate link, it helps helps me out. Otherwise, they're not a sponsor. They're just, they're just getting some free advertising. Uh, but if you go through the link, disruns.com slash head sweats, just like it sounds, H-E-A-D-S-W-E-A-T-S, disruns.com slash head sweats. Uh, it takes you right to the, their page, but I get, it puts a little tracking code on there. Anything you get, I end up getting a, a couple percentage uh, points back on or a couple dollars. Well, not dollars, a couple of cents back, you know, how percentages work. Uh, I get a little commission for sending you there, and uh, you can shop to your heart's content. Whatever you get, I get a little kickback on it. costs you nothing more, nothing extra. And uh, if you use the code DIZRUNS40, D-I-Z-R-U-N-S-4-0, uh, you get to save 40% off of anything you get, which actually does cut down my commission a little bit, but that's okay. That's the price I'm willing to pay. Uh, if, if you're willing to, to support the show so and support yourself at the same time and support a good company. I mean, it's kind of one of those win-win-win scenarios. So uh, if, you're, if you're in the market for a new hat, new shirt, some leggings, some shorts, whatever, uh, disruns.com slash head sweats. If you're in the market for socks, got to go somewhere else. But otherwise, disruns.com slash head sweats. Let me know what you get and uh, make sure you use the code disruns40 at checkout to save yourself 40% off of anything and everything that you put in your cart. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a gentleman that uh, hasn't been running for that long, but he's definitely already accomplished a lot in the sport, and uh, safe to say, he's still just getting started. So uh, recently, as, as, as in this year recently, he was part of the uh, 2021 uh, MS Run the U.S. Relay Team, and uh, in doing so, his leg was uh, 167 miles over uh, six days. From uh, you know, from from Ohio into Pennsylvania, and uh, while doing so, he raised 
over $15,000 to help fight the disease that uh, he's been living with now for almost a decade. So lots of things to get into today for sure, no doubt about that. And it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Rich Stein to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Rich. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. And guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to connect with Rich uh, on social media, Instagram is a great place to do so. And his handle there, it's a little bit of a long one, but it's pretty straightforward, which is which is always uh, appreciated. And it's just at running underscore greatly underscore with underscore ms at running greatly with ms with the underscores in between uh, as always we'll have that linked up and, and anything else that makes sense to link to and photos and the whole nine from today's episode at disruns.com slash 986 disruns.com slash 986 to connect with rich and all of the things that we talk about today will be there as well so rich uh, the way we always start off the the episode the start off the conversation is with a, a pretty simple question that uh you know, like like sometimes I have a, a pretty good idea that I know where somebody's going to go with it, with it for their answers. Sometimes I'm I'm completely clueless, and I think today I'm a little bit more on the clueless side. Um, but it, one way or the other, it's a good place to start the conversation and, and just kind of go from there and just simply ask, "What is your favorite distance to race, and why?" I guess over this last year, the 25k trail race mm-hmm. has been my favorite, but I'm hoping. In December, that changes to the 100 miler because I'm I'm attempting the the Brazos Bend 100, so a uh, little bit of a jump, but I'm hoping that becomes my new favorite distance. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit of a jump from from 25k <laughs> to uh, to to 100 miles. I, I don't know what 8x, 7x, something like that. There's there's a there's a bit of a of a of a of a, of a gap there, and, and obviously we'll get into some of that as as we go, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, like that's that's something that, uh, like I said, I wasn't sure. And, and especially with, and as we'll kind of get into here in just a second, with not having run for that long and with how COVID has kind of turned the racing world upside down a little bit in the last year and a half, two years, um, I wasn't sure where you'd go. But, you know, 25K on the trail, I got to say, like, I enjoy a little bit of trail running and, and trail racing. Like, that sounds like a pretty good sweet spot as, as far as, it's nice, you know, a couple hours, something like that. And, uh, like that's, that's not a bad distance at all. Oh, I've enjoyed it. I think I ran two of them this last year and I enjoyed them. They're just, just kind of getting out there enough to see the scenery and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's absolutely. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, kind of hinted at it a couple times, but, uh, you know, I, I know that you, you had said to me in, in the lead up to this or some of the information that you sent over, um, that your running history is, is pretty short, kind of got started uh, just in the, in this COVID time, but, uh, tell us, tell us more about it. What, what led you to get started to with running not so long ago? There, wow. There's, there's a big story to that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, we've we got nothing but time, my friend. <laughs> so let's time. go with it. Yes. <laughs> so in January of 2020, I, I was on this, this trip to Disney world and I kind of looked at some of the pictures of myself with, like goofy one in particular and say, wow, I didn't, I didn't even recognize myself. I was so overweight and I just, I was like, I've always been kind of like an athletic person, but I've I've had three knee surgeries over like a six year period. And that was my excuse, but I just kind of decided at that point, something needed to change. And I decided, you know what, just walk away from alcohol, see if that, and then kind of from there, I stopped drinking sodas, uh, and then from there, I kind of stopped. I, I reduced fast food to like one day a week. And I thought, okay, well, this is a little bit healthier. And then I decided that I wanted to start. I mean, COVID locked everything down. So getting into a gym wasn't going to happen. 
So I decided oh, I'll run a little bit. I'd always kind of run a little bit, but never anything serious. So uh, I'd run a mile, mile and a half, about every other day and kind of enjoyed that. And then I read a lot of books too. I read Born to Run and <laughs> that just like changed my entire world. I, uh, I was like, wow, hundred mile races. Like I've never heard of that. That's insane. Why does, why does everybody not want to do that? <laughs> and I kind of realized maybe there's something a little bit wrong with me, but, <laughs> uh, and then just from there, I, I just, I ran, like I just, I started running more and more. Uh, and to be, to be truthful about it, I, I almost like stopped at one point cause I hyper extended my, my right knee coming down the stairs one day and it swole up and I just kind of iced it for about four or five days. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to be able to run after all. And then my sister sent me a text one day that a guy that I'd run track with in high school, like I hadn't seen him in many, many years, uh, had passed away. And, and I just, I got up off the chair and the ice and laced up my shoes and when I was going to go run a mile for him and I ran a mile and a half and I just, I guess being able to overcome that, I just never looked back and I'm just adding miles here and there. And so, yeah, I became a running, I became addicted to running. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're in good company. I'm pretty sure that uh, certainly myself and, and uh, most of the folks that, you know, if, they, if people are listening to running podcasts, they're, they're, they're typically uh, have been bit by the bug as, as well. And, and, you know, they're, they're one of us. It's just, you, you can't get enough of it and hearing stories from other folks and things like that. I mean, it's, you know, you're in a, you're in a, a I don't know, you're in a club, whether it's a good club or a bad club that, you know, to be determined to each their own, but uh, you're definitely in a club of, of running junkies here. But um, going back to kind of the beginning of that, that what you just shared, um, I'm curious why, you know, as, as you were kind of making some, some changes in your health and you're cleaning up the diet a little bit and, and probably, I'm assuming probably seeing a little bit of weight loss there and, and feeling a little bit better. Um, why running was the thing you turned to and, and I get COVID and, and gyms being closed and, and maybe that had a big part to do with it. But I guess where my question comes from is, you know, if you haven't heard it yet, you're going to hear it at some point along the way. All, all runners have just about heard, you know, the, Oh, I, you know, I, I would run, but it's so bad for my knees and, or you're, or you're going to kill your knees if you keep running too long and you're not even going to be able to walk. And so with your, with your history of knee injuries, uh, I'm just curious if there was any hesitancy about, you know, maybe, maybe running isn't the right thing, maybe cycling or hiking or, or, you know, maybe something else that was still outdoors um, or, or, or what was it that, that drew you to running even with some of the knee injuries, or if that wasn't even something that was on your radar at the time? It was definitely a thought. And, and I guess part of the reason I wanted to get back in shape is I've always played beach volleyball and just mm -hmm. basketball. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get back in shape and I'll play some beach volleyball one day. But I kind of realized that after three knee surgeries, jumping really wasn't going to be there for me. And it just really blew me away just running. And, and it wasn't like a fast pace at all, but just running like I, my knees didn't hurt. And I guess that's why I just a little bit more here, a little bit more there, just kind of pushing it. And I never really had like the knee pain. And so I just kind of was like, wow, you know, this I can do maybe not ever really jumping, but I'm a competitive person and just being doing something. So finding that, I think it's kind of what pulled me in is just being able to be competitive and, right. And to be out, be out, be outdoors and do stuff. I mm -hmm. think that was the draw. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's, and again, you know, something that, that, uh, is a semi-common theme around here of, of, you know, like folks that have 
played other sports or you know, like you said been competitive still still consider themselves c- competitive even though maybe the the playing days of high school days or even college sports days are, are behind them but you know one of the beauties of running is that if you want to be competitive you find a race get yourself out there push yourself see how it goes um and and you can definitely still scratch that that competitive itch so um I, I think maybe, at least in, in my mind, I, I want to put just a pin here in a second for the, for the running story and go back in time a little bit farther to to the MS diagnosis because clearly that's a, that's a big part of where we're going to get to is MS runs run the U.S. and and the connection there being a very personal one to you. Um, yes. But but when when did you find out that you had multiple sclerosis, which is a word I can never say? I don't know if anybody can ever say it correctly the first time. But uh, when, when did you find out you had MS, and, and kind of how did it how did it show up in you, and kind of how did how did that become uh, a, a thing that you've been living with, like I said in the intro, now for for close to a decade? Well, this this March will be ten years for me, but I I woke up one morning just completely blind in my right eye. And had no idea what was going on. I, was, I just I got up and kind of made my way to the bathroom mirror and looked. And I mean, it just felt like I mean, I looked through my good eye and was like, well, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it. But I, I nothing like I couldn't see light. I couldn't see anything. And so it, it freaked me out pretty good. And so I went to the emergency room and went through a bunch of tests there. And they just said, oh, you've got glaucoma. And like they didn't. I didn't really trust that too much. And so I went to see a local optometrist. It was on a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. And uh, he's like, well, they do a eye pressure test. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And so he did that. And he's like, it's definitely not glaucoma. And he, he made a call to one of his ophthalmologist friends who wasn't working that day, but he met me at his office on a Saturday afternoon, like shorts, flip-flops, just because he was – they wanted to check it out, which meant a lot to me. And so he, he went through some stuff and then he said, all right, he's like, I, I think you might have MS. He's like, I don't know. There, there needs to be more testing. He said, don't freak out. And he's like, don't get your phone out and Google it because there's a lot of misinformation <laughs> about it. And so I sat there in his chair and he went and he was going to call ahead to another emergency room that was about, oh, I guess 30 minute drive away and try to get it set up where I could get an MRI that night. And I just kind of remember sitting there, like I had no idea what this was. Did this mean I was dying? This because I, I didn't know what MS was mm-hmm. at all, and a lot of majority of people don't. Uh, and then he came back, and he's like, "So he he called ahead." I drove into to Tyler, Texas, and like it was weird. Like the ER was like packed up, but they were like, "Oh yeah, we're expecting you." And they <laughs> took me back to the like the trauma area with people coming in from accidents. I was like, I don't know that I need to be in here with all this. Is it that serious? So I just, I have that memory of just like how intense it was, but and then they got the MRI done and like results maybe 20 minutes later. And then they admitted me for, I guess a good six days to do like spinal tap and other things. And so, uh, that, that was, that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Talk about, uh, changing changing the plans for the weekend uh and for the yes. next for the next week obviously for the for for uh probably the foreseeable future but um you know so so that's kind of how it started I, obviously you know at, at that point I'm, I'm at least i'm assuming lots of questions lots of unknowns um you know how how has has the the ms journey kind of played out for you over the last you know like i said nine nine plus years getting getting close to 10 years now like like it, 
I don't know. I, I don't know the better way to ask this other than like, are, are you still blind in the one eye? Are you able to see? Like, like how how is it? How is the 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 MS impacting you now? It took. It was the better part of nine months before I started getting any vision back. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, they high dose steroid infusions for I think three or four days. Uh, that didn't help, and uh, nothing just really seemed to help at all. And then I went and saw a specialist down in Houston, and he tried a different injection, uh, Akbar Joe, I believe is what it was called. And within days, I started getting the vision back. He's like, it should have, you know, come back by now. And uh, so I guess I'm, I would say I'm probably about 90% in, in the right eye now. I mean, at the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the cool things about it, though, is I have a built-in thermometer, so I know if I get a fever because I start losing the vision oh, or, wow. you know, one of the triple-digit days that I'm outside running. Uh, like, I started losing the vision. It freaked me out the first few times. Like, I did anything outdoors mm-hmm. even before I was running, and then I realized, oh, but it does. It comes back. So, I mean, it's it's just you get overheated. It's just kind of something I've dealt with, and I don't really think about it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of like, I was probably like four years ago, I was in the doctor's office and they're like, Oh, you don't have a fever. I'm like, oh, I really do. <laughs> I <promise laughs> so she I checked do. again, she checked again and she's like, you do. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I just, I was like, it's something that I don't know how accurate it is, but I can mm-hmm. tell. So it's one of the, uh, you know, and I just remember leaving the hospital and like my parents were wanting to drive me back to my apartment and I said, you know, I'm not guaranteed to get any of this vision back. So I need to start learning how to, how to do stuff just in case. And I think that's kind of the attitude I've taken. Uh, and then I'd say the last three, four years, I dealt with a lot of fatigue and, and maybe I don't, I don't know. I know that's one of the symptoms and I don't know what really brought it on. I think, I think more now just diet, but like I have a way different diet now and we can talk about that later if you want to, but, uh, I think that's really helped out because right now I don't, I don't hardly get, I don't feel any of the symptoms probably in the last year and a half. And so uh, I feel really lucky and even more reason to, to do MS run the U S is, you know, be able to run for those who, who can. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and, and, and one thing I've, I've gleaned from talking to a handful of other folks that were on the team with you this year. Uh, and, and when I talked to Ashley, uh, who's the, the originator, the founder of the, the organization, whenever it was a handful of months ago, uh, that, that again, you know, kind of maybe kind of like you, like not, not that I hadn't heard of MS before, but like, I don't, I don't know that much. I don't know anybody in my circles that are, are touched by it. Um, but just the, the, the varying degrees of symptoms and how it can, how it, how it, presents and and where it can impact and, and it's just like like it's so differential from one to the, one to the next and so um you know I, I don't know where I'm, where I'm going with that other than just like like it's it's just one of those those crazy things where you know it can show up for you in, in an eye it can show up for somebody else in their chest and their legs and like so many different places and so um yeah the fact that you're able to to still keep running and and still keep moving and really I mean maybe quite frankly just living living life relatively unscathed you know with I don't know, maybe an unscathed is a poor way of saying it, but you know what I mean? Like, like able to go about life pretty well, um, yes. is, is definitely, definitely a blessing. So where does, where does MS run the, run the U S come into, into play? Because again, you know, if we're, if we're bringing the running back into the discussion now, a couple of years ago, running wasn't really a thing that was a regular part of your life at all. 
um, you start running in, 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 you know, kind of the, the springtime of, of 2020. Um, a year later, you're running 167 miles in, in six days over, you know, like I said, between Ohio and, and Pennsylvania. Where did where did th- that the organization first come onto your radar and, and the idea of like, well, hi, maybe I can maybe I can do this, too. It, I, it's because of Facebook. <laughs> Social media you know, at its started. finest. You, you know, you start like researching these hundred mile, you know, ultra marathons. And then I guess Facebook like decides that it needs to the algorithm you know, gets advertised for you. And <laughs> yep. I, it popped up on there. So I, I checked it out and I was like, man, that is, that's incredible. Like, this is like, I definitely need to try to do this, you know, before I, I, I attempt a hundred mile, you know, ultra. Uh, so I was like, this, this is great. And I was like, that's, and so I applied and, you know, I got, I got selected. So, uh, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life, to be honest. I mean, it was just cool to be a part of something that's that big and so many people and such a great team. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for, for you, once, once, once you find out about it, you do a little research and, and like you said, you get accepted to be, be part of the team this year. Um, what, what did, what did the training look like for you? How did, how did, how did you kind of go about getting, getting prepared for, uh, for your leg of the, of the, uh, of the relay this year. So we had, we had a, a training plan, uh, had a running coach and she had a, a plan for us. And I've talked to her on several occasions and kind of uh, modified it a little bit just for, for some different things. And she told me she wasn't too worried about, about me because like I'm, I'm in retail. So I spend mm-hmm. nine, 10 hours a day on my feet at work. She's like, if you miss a day, I'm not too worried. If you were behind a computer all day, I would be. So I, I at least have that, have that going for me too. Just like being, I think that's helped me as a runner is just, mm-hmm. I've been on my feet like my entire life, you know, walking around stores. But the training plan was, it was, it was good. I mean, it kind of like progressed, you know, into longer runs and, and running more often. And like, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Good. Good. And, and, you know, I, I, it, it strikes me and, and I don't know if I, I guess I've kind of hinted at, it. I don't know if I've said it just, just yet, but like, you know, the, the fact that in, in, you know, whatever the exact dates, a year and a half, something like that, 18 months, you went from really, you know, not running at all, or maybe running a mile, mile and a half here and there to, you know, 26 miles a day times, times six days, um, as, as quite the progression, but at the same time, you know, I mean, yes, it's, 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 it's a big progression. It's a, it's a big leap, but, you know, when, when you have a, a process, when you have a plan, when you, when you kind of chip away a little bit on, at a consistent basis, you build up over time. I mean, ultimately that's what we all do when we're, whenever we're training for a race to, to some, some extreme or another. Um, but I wonder if the fact that you were looking into potentially doing some hundred mile races and it kind of had been intrigued by the ultra marathon, uh, possibilities, how much that helped you be able to wrap your head around it around the challenge without as much experience in running. And, and I don't know if you can talk to that or if that, if that makes sense or something you've even thought about before, but uh, just curious if there's, if there's anything where, you know, yes, it's a big challenge and yes, it's something to work towards, but like, I'm already thinking about doing a hundred mile and that's a big challenge. That's something to work towards. And, and maybe these two can kind of work together to get me to that point. It, it, was that something that ever crossed your mind? I, I think, yes. I think that's why I, kind of falling in love with just running the trails. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like, I love a challenge and not really knowing what's ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
especially like on the trail races, it's kind of, you don't really know what, if, unless you've run the trail before and it's all new to me. So I think that's, uh, that's what I loved about that. The idea of the 167 is like not knowing what's ahead and just, mm-hmm. you know, being ready and, and, and going for it and training for, for everything. Uh, one of the, the funny things is like, I was told that this was going to be a, a humid and, and hot segment, you know, it's August, first week of August. So, and I, I trained, I did some running in Austin, Houston, and even a trip to Florida, mm. uh, for vacation over the summer, just ran in some humid areas and it ended up being like one of the nicest weekends. And I was actually <laughs> cold. <laughs> so like, that's, I guess the training piece, it's like you train for whatever you want to, but you don't really know what mother nature is going to throw at you. Just kind of have to be ready. Yeah, that's that's certainly true, and and uh, you you keep running long enough, and you'll you'll get you'll get your humid races in. Don't worry, Rich. You'll you'll get you'll have you'll have uh, the 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 less than ideal weather conditions at at various points along the way as well. But, um, you know, so so when it when it's getting here, you know, when when it's when you're you're in Ohio getting ready, you know, maybe maybe the next day, maybe a couple of days from now, you're going to start the the event, uh, or at least your section of the event. What's going through your mind? Are, are you feeling confident and ready? Are you a little bit nervous, excited, all of the above? Kind of what was what was your mindset in the in the day or two leading up to you know taking the baton and, and starting off on on your leg of the relay? Oh, I I don't know that I've ever had more adrenaline pumping through my <laughs> my body than than the days leading up to it. I I was just ready to go. I was excited to get out there and. I think that was pretty apparent day one. I think I went out way too fast. I mean, I feel like I was going fast. Right. I was just having fun, but you know, it, uh, yeah, I, that, that was, I mean, like I think back to volleyball, basketball games and having like nervous jitters, but like I didn't on, on this, I was just ready to get out there and go. And I think that's the difference for me with any of the, the races I've done too, is just like, I, it's not really nervousness. It's just like, I'm excited to get out there and go do this. That's uh, awesome. So I, I love that. Awesome. How did, how did the six days go for you? Was it was it pretty smooth sailing? Were there some some? I, I'm imagine there had to be a couple of low points along the way, or at least a couple points where it was, was, was turned into a real slog. But you know, overall, or or even we can we can dive into it a little more bit deeper. However, you want to go with it. But how were how were the six days? Um, days three and four were were my worst days. Uh, I. It started day two, my, my right Achilles swole up huge. And I think it was just like the, the amount of hills. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I mean, I knew Ashley had told me that it was really hilly out there, but I don't really have anything down here in Texas that compares to that. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I was very lucky to have like, like the road crew that we had and they, they ended up picking up some miles for me on days three, four and five. Uh, but day five, like just something flipped and like my body was, was good and ready to go. And I mean, I still had a swollen Achilles for probably about two weeks after the event was over with, but to be able to just see what the body was, body's capable of doing Mm -hmm. when you, when you know you're beaten up and, and you really don't think you have much, but day five, you know, just something flipped halfway through the day. And then I was able to finish my miles by myself on day six. So uh, yeah, just really incredible experience and just love what the body can do. Just, you never know. <laughs> yeah. It, it really is crazy how, how quickly and, and how quickly the body's able to, to respond and how adaptable it can be. And, and also I wonder, and, and again, you know, maybe you thought of this or maybe you've, you've had these thoughts since, since it, it you know, since you're, you're, you're part of the, the, the 
team uh, wrapped up your, your leg of the journey. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, also, I think that I know that the mind plays a big part in, in just how you're feeling and able to keep going and things like that. And I wonder if, you know, you get to that day five, you know, especially you get partway through, you're halfway through, three quarters of the way through, whatever. Like if almost the mind starts to go, hey, you know, like the finish line is approaching, you know, day three, day two, day three. It's still like that that sixth day is still a long ways out, but you get halfway through day five. And all of a sudden, like your, your brain kicks in and goes, all right, well, we're, we're getting closer. And so I don't know if that played a part in it. I don't know if you've, like I said, if you've even thought about it at all, but um, something about the finish line getting closer, I think makes, makes things feel a little bit, you know, still might be sore, but the aches are a little bit more manageable and you're able to, to maybe keep going a little bit, a little bit easier than you were still at the, the early part of the, the, uh, the journey. Well, day five started off. Uh, so we have a, a group, a group me or a group group message with mm -hmm. the the runners on the team and Ashley kind of mentioned like my struggles in there and like just the amount of support like I I looked at my phone and I had all these messages that morning from everybody encouraging me or they're going to go put in some miles with me wherever they're at and mm -hmm. and uh, that moved me like that's you know for running being such an individual sport you know like just I think that's why the trail running so great is because everybody's so encouraging, like, Hey, great job. You know, if you pass somebody or, you know, if you fall, like everybody helps each other, right. like it's, it's individual, but it's such a, like a shared team, you know, like everybody shares those experiences. And I really, cause I know I was sitting there that morning, like, how am I going to get two more days of this? in? Right. <laughs> and I just mentally, it, I think it, it got the, the day rolling and then halfway through the day, it just seemed like, you know, that thing just, just worked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And so then you, you finish, finish out, you know, was it, was day six a little bit smoother sailing the whole way through? It was, it was a lot better. There was, Good. you know, it, it, there was still a lot of pain, but also knowing that I think probably what got me was there was a, a mile marker sign that said five miles to the of the town that I was going to be finishing up. I was like, all right, you know, five miles, but you still have to run through the town too. <laughs> that seemed like the longest <laughs> five miles. Uh, but I think at that point too, I was just kind of trying to slow down a little bit too, just to kind of take in the last, the last day of, of being out there. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and just soak it all in. So you, you finish up and, and, you know, I mean, we're, 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 you know, a little bit removed, a month, month and a half, something like that, a couple months maybe. Um, so maybe it's still all set in. Maybe, maybe it's there's still some, some, some of the the reality of it to, to still kind of set in. But, but what's your, your your kind of takeaways, your reflections, your your thoughts on you know that that week of your life spent running, you know, the 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 hills and the mountain. I don't know if they're quite mountains, but certainly hills. And certainly being in Florida, I can feel you on the the no way to train on on hills situation. Been there, done that, and and struggled through marathons in 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 mountains, but only one marathon at a time. You know, so it's a little bit easier to get through. Um, but but what's your kind of takeaways and reflections on on that week of of being part of the well, I mean, more than a week, but the week of actually being the runner for the the run the U.S. relay team. Uh, it's just such an incredible experience that I think I'm still and several of the other runners we talked a little bit like I think we're all still trying to figure out how to get back to normal life right we just spent like six days outdoors you know just running just being outdoors and a lot of us going back to, to jobs where we work indoors and it's kind of like 
I just really want to be outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, at least as we're, as we're recording this, you know, it may, it, it, this is one of those types of things that probably you shouldn't put in here, but whatever, like we're, we're going to put in here, um, you know, as we're recording this towards the end of September, at least there's starting to be hints of fall in the air, maybe in, in Texas and certainly here in Florida, it's still hot, still plenty warm, but it's starting yeah. to be at least thinking that maybe it's going to be cool. I know some people that are in the Northeast or the Midwest or whatever, where it's, it's, it's definitely fall and I'm jealous of y'all right now. No, no doubt about that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I can get that, you know, you, you spend all this time outside running. Now you're stuck back inside working and just going about daily life and just wishing you could be back out. And then, and then it tempts you a little bit with, oh yeah. And by the way, the weather's getting a little bit nicer. It's getting to be more comfortable to be outside. Um, but you know, fast forward another couple of months from now and, and God willing, you're going to be outside for, for a chunk of time logging a hundred miles. So, um, you know, getting, getting ready for, for Brazos or Brazos or however exactly you're supposed to say it. Um, what's uh you know how are, how are things looking for for the 100 mile attempt in december they they look pretty good i i mean i had actually signed up for it before i did the relay because mm. i was like uh oh, that's that should be plenty of time to recover <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you I, just like after finishing i was like my achilles was so swollen i was like i don't i don't know if there's enough time in the world but uh took three weeks off and and then I ran, I think, mean, 11 days in a row, just no pain, no swelling. Like, wow, this is this is incredible. Uh, so I'm definitely ready. I'm, I've kind of changed my approach a little bit this time. Uh, I think just I kind of read something in one of Rich Roll's books where he talked about kind of his coach had had him try to, for like the ultra distances, try to keep his heart rate lower. So I'm, I'm trying to go with a little slower pace and uh, – and it seems like I'm just running a little bit further and, and maybe it's just all the experience I gained, you know, running back to back marathons up there. I'm sure that's helped out a lot too. Uh, but I, I feel confident going into it. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll know that day, I guess. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I, was, I you know, I, I, I was going to say when you said you took, took three weeks off, um, that, that, easy for me to say, uh, cause I, you know, I've, I've, I've maybe been maybe a little bit more experienced in the sport and, and coaching and things like that, but it's, it's easy to think that, Oh my gosh, if I take three weeks off, I'm going to lose so much fitness, but the amount of fitness that you built up to be ready to run six days in a row, 167 miles, um, that doesn't just disappear overnight. And, and especially, you know, tying in the fact that, like you said earlier, you're on your feet most every day and you're up and you're walking around and moving, you know, which, which isn't the same as running, but at the same time, it's not nothing. It's not like you were just being sedentary and, and not moving at all for, for three weeks. So, uh, I'm not surprised at all that, that getting back into it, like, oh, wow, things are feeling good. And, and, uh, all of a sudden that, that hundred miles is, is maybe still seems just as doable as it did before, as opposed to, you know, were there any question marks in your mind during that three week off period of like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, still be able to, to run like I could beforehand? Like what was it, what was the mindset like knowing that you had this big hundred mile race coming up, uh, in just a handful of months when you weren't running at all for a few weeks? Oh, I was definitely, I definitely had fear. Uh, I just, I know the way I felt even just walking around, you know, for at least a week, week and a half before I kind of started walking a little bit normal. And, and it was just like one day it's like, well, there's no swelling. So let's go jog. I did a three mile run with, the local crew and felt good. Anyway, I put compression socks on. I don't normally run in those just to mm -hmm. see. I was like, all right, well, this is, I didn't really like running in them, but then the next time I ran, 
like I didn't run with them and it felt great. And yeah, it really surprised me. Like I, so I'm glad that you, you say that. Cause you know, like I, being a newer runner, I did have a lot of fear that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, compete and do it. Well, and, and, and not for nothing, but I'll tell you this too, that even, even some people that have been running for, for years and decades, they still get in there and I might be even be one of those people if, you know, fully on it fully being transparent that, you know, it's all well and good to tell somebody that, oh yeah, if you take a couple of weeks off, you're going to be fine. You're not going to lose much fitness. It's going to be fine. And then when you're the one taking a couple few weeks off for, for whatever reason, the, the doubt will, will continue to creep in, but you know, hopefully, uh, and just like, it sounds like with, with you, Rich, you know, you get back out there a couple of times and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, we're good. You're like, eh, the body still works. I didn't forget how to run. You know, it's, it's kind of like riding a bike, except you've been running even longer than you've been riding a bike. And you, you just kind of, you know, you come back to it, especially when you're, you know, in the big picture, only out for a couple few weeks, like, you know, it easy to say hard, hard, hard medicine to take when you're the one that has to take it though. Yes. So, um, you know, with, with still a couple, couple months to go, but you know, kind of some time to still get some good miles and some good training in, uh, you know, the, the first hundred mile event, not that I've done one, so I can't speak from experience here, but you know, the first hundred mile event I feel like is, is a big learning experience for, for any ultra runner, um, you, you can prepare, you can train, you can have goals and ambitions. And I think all those things are, are good things to do. You still, you know, kind of got to go through it the first time and, and, you know, probably learn a few things along the way. There'll always be some lessons, things you could do better, et cetera, et cetera. But what, what are, you know, I mean, obviously the ambition is to finish the race hopefully that, that all goes smoothly, but do you have time goals? Do you have any other, and, and if you want to keep things close to the vest, no worries. Tell me that, yeah, yeah, I got some goals and, you know, but whatever we'll move on. But, but what are, what are the, uh, if you, if you want to share, if you're willing to share, what are the ambitions for Brazos? Well, I, I selected it because there's hardly any elevation mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's probably going to be one of the better things for me to try to, you know, complete my first hundred miler. Um, uh, and the cutoffs 30 hours, I, I really want to, try to get as close to 24 hours if I can, but that's kind of my goal going into it. Uh, ultimately 30, 30, I'll be happy to, to complete right. in 30, but I think if I can push for 24, that's, that's, that's definitely the goal that I have. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it's, you know, I, I, I've done the math on that a few times for, for myself and, and, and again, not that I've done it. And, and those that are listening that are trying to convince me to do it, I'm still not, we're, we're still not there yet. We're still not there yet. Um, but it's one of those to me where it's like, oh, you know, like, like 24 hours, like, you know, four, whatever the exact math is, four, four and a quarter miles. Like, like, that's not that, that crazy to think about as far as what kind of pace you'd need to maintain and, and that type of thing. The problem is, is that you can't have any dips if you're going, if you're cutting it that close, like you got to just keep moving the, the whole way. Um, but, but I guess all, all I'm trying to get into with that is how do you think that, that the experience of MS run the U.S. and, and you know, not trying to do it all in one day, but just that grind six days in a row of getting out there and, and putting one foot in front of the other, um, mentally and or physically how, how, you know, I feel like it's done a, it has to have done a great job of preparing you for, for the hundred mile, hundred miler coming up. But, uh, what's, what's your take on it? Oh, I, I definitely, I, I mean, that was the biggest problem day three, four, uh, outside the Achilles was, uh, my salt was really off and mm. like I was, I was dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like learning that lesson and just, Oh, okay, this, this will fix itself, you right. know, and, and knowing how to kind of take care of that for this, this hundred miler, I think that's going to help me stay ahead of that, 
that becoming a problem too. But that was, that was an awful, awful feeling to, to just kind of be lightheaded and not really mm-hmm. know what's going on. You're I'm like, I'm drinking plenty of water, but I didn't have enough salt to, to make it actually work. So, uh, and then just, you know, kind of thinking like, I remember thinking like, is my Achilles ever going to be normal again? <laughs> and so like, there's a little bit of, I guess, like nervousness about that. Am I doing permanent damage to my foot? But now three weeks later, I'm like, man, uh, you know, not worried about it. So mm-hmm. I guess it's trying to determine what's actually like going to be serious, serious. And you know, what's just part of, part of running. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still figuring a lot of that stuff out too. So I think that's definitely going to help me. And just knowing that, you know, if I can manage to get through at a decent, you know, pace on, on day four or day six, uh, and I should be able to push through on, on a single day, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and figuring it, figuring things out, continuing to learn. That's, that's, uh, it's a good place to be. And, and I wish I could tell you that at some point you'll have it all figured out. Um, <laughs> at least, at least I'm not there yet because every time I feel like I've got things figured out, you know, something changes, you get a little bit older, or you have this thing happens or that thing happens or your fitness improves. So all of a sudden you, you, you know, you, you're, you're pushing harder. It's, it's a constantly moving target. Um, but maybe that's what makes it fun as well as it's, you know, like you talked about being competitive and always trying to figure things out and get, get the edge. And just when you think you've got it, man, something changes back to the drawing board, keep learning, keep trying different things, but, but definitely stay in front of the, uh, the nutrition and the hydration situation, because if you fall behind that, you know, again, talking about six days in a row, you fall behind yes. it one day, you've got a fighting chance to get caught back up. You fall, you fall, you know, behind it 25 miles into a hundred. And it's, it's a lot more difficult to get caught up at that point when you, you don't have the chance to, to shut it down, get some sleep and, 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 you know, maybe try to come back the next day. Cause it's all about today. So uh, good lesson learned there for sure. Yes. Along uh, maybe similar lines, but, but, you know, kind of taking it, taking a zooming back a little bit, you talked about kind of making some dietary changes associated with, um, you know, the, the, the diagnosis and, and, and maybe even into when you're, you know, kind of getting into running a little bit. Um, but again, you know, I, I noticed that, that you, uh, had mentioned that being plant-based and, and, uh, being a plant-based runner, how, how, you know, not have certainly talked to several folks who are, who are plant-based and certainly talked to several folks who are not, um, and, and ultimately, just like anything, it's all about finding out what works best for you. But, you know, both from the, the MS perspective and from the, the running perspective, and maybe it's, it's a lot more intertwined, maybe they're not really separate, but how have you found that, that being a, a plant-based, you know, being plant-based with your diet, uh, helps on, helps, helps your health overall. And, and again, with, with either or both of the, the MS or the running side of things as well. Uh, I think it. I think it works for both MS and, and running. Uh, it's just something I'd kind of, I've read a lot about and it's like, well, you know, I was already eliminating fast food. And so I just got to a point where I was going to be, I was about 80% plant-based and I was like, man, this is great. You know? And then I was like, I'll never be a hundred percent, you know, kind of the same attitude. Like I'll never run a marathon, you know? <laughs> it's like the things that I say I'll never do, I end up doing. So, uh, I just slowly, I got to that point to 90%, 95. And then in April, I was like, you know what? I was like, I just went hundred percent and like the recovery. I remember the first time I ran like the 13, you know, the first half marathon distance and just like how long it took me to recover and just for days. And 
And then like, as I got added more plants and, you know, went more plant-based, like I could run, you know, 10, 12 miles and like I was ready to go in a couple hours. And it's like, there's, there's something to this. Uh, but then like the energy, like, I, I mean, I know before all this, I'd work nine, nine hour day and just be dead tired. And now I can work a nine hour day and then go knock out, you know, 13, I don't know, I did 16 miles the other day. Right. Uh, and it's just like, I, I don't understand it. I, I guess there's a lot of good science behind it, but like, it's definitely something that's made, it's changed my world for sure. Uh, like I don't have the fatigue from MS and I can't remember the last time I had any, any muscle spasms or anything like that. So, uh, I've definitely bought into it and it's definitely something that's been good for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, you know, all the, all the different areas were like, well, if it hasn't broke, don't fix it. I mean, here's, this is a big one, you know, if it, like if it's working, keep leaning into it. Um, curious, you know, like you said, you kind of phased into it a little bit, which I think probably makes, is probably how a lot of folks do it. I don't know, you know, I'm speaking out of my tuchus on that one, but I, I feel like that would probably be the way that it, it happens. But, um, do you ever have any, any cravings for something that, uh, that, that doesn't fit in the plant-based approach anymore? And like, what's, what's the hardest thing to resist for you? If there is anything, I don't know, maybe there's not. You know, it's actually, it's the other way. So I've run around town a lot and we have Whataburger here. So mm. anybody from Texas kind of knows that place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that used to be, that was my favorite place, but now just there or pizza places. Like I, I actually get a little bit nauseous when I run by mm. and like, I know that doesn't sound good for like the fast food places, <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know. I don't have the cravings. I, I guess I just. And I'm really enjoying cooking a lot. Mm. Like I wasn't a huge cook. You know, I didn't cook much. I grill steaks or whatever. But now I just enjoy, you know, going through the produce department, just picking out different things and like throwing that in a stir fry or trying that. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I don't know, maybe that, maybe I appreciate the meal more because I'm, I'm doing the work myself too. But, but no, I don't really, I can't really think of any cravings that I've had for anything. It's just, it just seems like this is like, how it's always should have been for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. And, and and not only that it's that it's that it's working, but that you know, I feel like sometimes and and again, it's going to be unique to each person. But sometimes when people make some type of dramatic change in in anything, certainly diet would include is would be included as well. Um, you see, you can see the benefits, and you can see that things are are working better. You're feeling better. Your energy, all all the things that you mentioned. Um, but it can still feel like it's, it's maybe not fun or you miss some of the old, the old things. Like I said, you know, maybe, maybe there's something that you were craving, but you know, for mm-hmm. it to be so, so complete that just like, man, like I'm enjoying it. I feel better. And actually like anytime I'm, I'm around the fast food places or things like that, like, like I get that feeling that, that makes me go, Oh yeah. Like what I'm doing now is better is like, that's, that's just the, the perfect, the perfect place to be. And, and you know, I would imagine, you know, probably no, no turning back. Like it's working. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. I think just kind of knowing what I've been through and, you know, just like how tired I would be all the time. And Mm -hmm. I got just the fact that if this is the thing that's keeping me from feeling that way, then yeah, I'll, I can, I can do that for the rest of my life for however long. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we're getting, getting close ish to, to wrapping up, Rich, uh, the, the way I like to, 
to wind these things down uh, is with with one last question that I call the philosophical question, which isn't uh, isn't maybe as, as scary as sometimes it sounds, but uh, it's kind of very similar to the introductory question in that it's it, we'll, we'll keep it open ended. Uh, you can just kind of take it whichever way you want to go, and and more than likely that's where we'll kind of wrap things up for today. But um, you know, just just curious in the you know not even quite two years yet that you've been running. Um, if there's anything that you've learned about yourself from running, you know, I, I feel like, uh, and I've said this before to, to folks that I feel like running has, has been a great teacher for me and it's taught me a lot of lessons that, that have, you know, transcended just the sport of running. And I'm curious that if, if in a couple of years, if, if you've noticed anything in, in your own life or in your own self, that it's been like, wow, like running definitely taught me dot, dot, dot. I think, I think patience mm-hmm. has been, something that I've learned quite a bit just you know the I kind of in a world where we're just like oh we need to do this or do that get it done now or buy this or buy that uh like you're like I never anticipated like from the beginning that I you know train for a week and be ready to do a hundred miler like I knew that was going to be a year two years you know maybe even three years away before I complete my first one so just knowing that it's been and working towards that over the last year and a half it's been and into yeah I, I like everything like you know just the recovery like or the the three weeks i took off i mean i know before like playing basketball or volleyball i would have been pushing myself to get back out there and play even though i knew it wasn't right for me but like that's something i've kind of learned is just like be patient let it let it heal and so that's definitely changed a lot for me is just yeah, I think patience is definitely something I've learned. And, you know, so you commit to a 25K, you know, you're it's like, okay, you're going to be out there for, you know, mm-hmm. two, three hours, maybe, maybe four. Depends on how, how much elevation right. there is. Uh, and just like enjoy it, you know, just be out. You're out there in nature and you're just you're just running and with a bunch of people that are sharing the same experience. So, yeah, I think patience is definitely something I've, I've, I've developed a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I just been nodding my head the whole time. As soon as you said that, the, the patience the first time was, yep, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a great lesson that, uh, I know I've learned and, and many folks as well. And, uh, you know, if I may be so bold as saying that a lot, you'll continue to keep learning that patient lesson and probably a few others along the way as well. But, uh, thank you for, for sharing that rich and thanks for sharing some of your, your story and, uh, and just, you know, once again, I mean, congratulations on, uh, just such an accomplishment uh, of of putting in the work and 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 doing the fundraising, which we didn't even get into. I usually make a make a big point of talking about the fundraising piece, but um, you know, raising fifteen thousand dollars that's that's not nothing for sure. So just congratulations all the way around. Uh, once again, guys, if you want to follow along with Rich and, and see how things go at, at the hundred in December, and and who knows what uh, twenty twenty two and beyond will have in store for him. Uh, running underscore greatly underscore with underscore ms. Uh, is is the handle on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash 986 is the link back to the show notes for today. We'll have everything linked up as per usual. Uh, but Rich, once again, just thank you for, for making the time today. Glad we were able to chat a little bit. And uh, man, I just like, I'm excited for you for December. I'm excited to see how things go. And, uh, but you know, in the meantime, from then till now and now till then and, and beyond, I uh, wish you nothing but the best, my friend. And thanks again for making the time today. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for having me on. I I enjoyed it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. 
I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Rich and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from our little chit chat today? Uh, for me, I think it, I mean, there were, there were certainly several things, uh, but I, I think that I, the thing that I kept going back to the most was kind of, I guess, the way that Rich found out that he had multiple sclerosis, right? Like, like I kind of can't wrap my head around the idea of waking up run, one morning and just having something so dramatic change, like I can't see out of one of my eyes with no warning, no signs, no symptoms that this was going to happen just today. And I guess, I guess for me, the, the takeaway somewhere in there, and, and maybe this is a little bit, I don't want to say grim, but you know, a little bit, a little bit more melancholy than usual for me, but the idea of just, you know, and, and maybe it's kind of cliche as well, but like, don't take any days for granted. And, and you never know when, you know, when, when things might happen and life might completely change. And, and, if I'm honest, there's plenty of times that I kind of take things for granted and, and, and I spend a lot of time work-wise, family-wise, whatever, you know, kind of thinking about next month, next year, next decade, kind of growth and, and projections and where, where we want to be or where I want to be and goals and things like that. And, and while I, I, you know, I, I don't think that those things are bad. I think that that's a good thing to do. I think that sometimes I can be guilty of, of, losing sight a little bit of the here and now and, and worrying maybe too much about the long term and sacrificing some of the short term sacrificing, maybe spending quality time with the family or just being in the moment, mindfulness, things like that. Um, because you know, I guess with Rich's story, it's just that reminder for me that, that things can, things can change tomorrow, you know, on, on any front, whether it's a, a, you know, a, a muscle disease, like, like multiple sclerosis, whether it's a, a, a car accident, whether it's, any number of things, lightning strike, a, a natural disaster. I mean, like, who knows, right? And so I, I guess my, my takeaway for today is just that reminder of, of not taking things for granted and, and trying to be better about that personally and, and, and just, just celebrating the little things, celebrating the present, celebrating the, the right now, um, because you don't know if tomorrow's right now, you're not going to be able to see out of one eye, you know, and, and thankfully, you know, I don't want to overstate it but thankfully you know rich mostly is, is vision is restored able to go on with life uh not everybody's that that lucky obviously able to go on with life training for a 100 mile race i mean that's awesome um but you never know you never know so there's my melancholy takeaway today is this just you never know like like embrace em, embrace each moment embrace you know celebrate today um yes plan for the future yes set long-term goals but don't don't sacrifice today just focusing on what might happen because you never know. You never know. So anyway, let's try to lighten this thing up a little bit. What, what about you? What stood out to you? Maybe you have a, a, a more exciting takeaway. Maybe something something a little bit more uh, fun was your takeaway from today. Uh, what was it? If you're willing to share, I'm willing to listen at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And you can also, also head over to the website today. we got some photos, links, the whole nine as usual. And we also have that comment section down there at the bottom of the page, disruns.com slash 986, disruns.com slash 986. And leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, and takeaways right there in the show notes for today's episode. Uh, also, 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 if you're looking for, uh, you know, a new hat, I, I got four new ones recently. Love them. Love them. And, I, and as, as I've said before, bit of a hat snob. Uh, but I, the, the, the truckers, the head sweat trucker hats, 
legit. I am a legit fan. I uh, got four new ones to add to the rotation. You may have seen him popping up on some photos on Instagram and whatnot, although it's dark in my photos now, so you may not see him very clearly. But uh, you can you can check him out and uh, support the show and save yourself. A few, I mean, you're going to spend a few bucks, but you can also save a few bucks if you, if you get some stuff from Head Sweats. But uh, once again, Dizruns.com slash Head Sweats is the link. Dizruns40, Dizruns40 is the coupon code. Save yourself 40%. And... Uh, I don't know what, what the cutoff is. I don't know if there's if there is a cutoff, but I do know that I bought two hats, two of the four hats. Two, two of them were ambassador gifts, so I got two two for free that way. Then I placed an order, uh, bought two, used my coupon code, and got free shipping. So I don't know if that would happen with just one hat or if you needed to get two, if there's a certain dollar value. But uh, free shipping, legit. And you can get that with Head Sweats. So Dizruns.com slash Head Sweats. Once again, Dizruns40 at checkout. Let me know what you get. Tag me in a photo uh, and, and let uh, let the world know that uh, you like the stuff that they have because I bet that you're going to. Anyway, enough enough about that. Uh, let's wrap this one up, shall we? Thank you all for listening today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, hit that share button. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.